Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. Amen. and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, you call us to work in your vineyard and leave no one standing idle. Set us to our tasks in the work of your kingdom and help us to order our lives by your wisdom through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Today I want to talk about two words, servant and leader. Now, those two words usually do not mean the same thing. Servant being a person who serves others and leader being a person who leads others. Leading and serving, two different actions, being as they are two different words. We learn through Jesus that those words can, and in fact, in the church, mean the same thing. Jesus led people through his acts of service. Jesus fed, he healed, and he taught those around him, which are all acts of service. And by doing those things, people then started to follow. We, encourage, we are encouraged to lead others around us by sharing Jesus' word and following in his steps, by feeding the hungry, healing the sick, and teaching his love. We too can be servant leaders like Jesus was. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for giving us the example of Jesus. Thank you for making us leaders as well. And thank you for helping us as we serve others. Amen. According to Luke. Jesus tells a curious story of a dishonest manager who cheats his employer and then is commended by him for having acted so shrewdly. Jesus wonders why his own followers are less creative and diligent in their stewardship, given that they are managers of a far more valuable household. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, 
And how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If you then have not faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. First things first, I have to admit, when I said that I would give the message today, I had not read the gospel. Because this is one of those that I've always scratched my head on. It always seemed like there were different messages coming out of, out of the same reading. And how does, how does the, the owner, the master, gives credit to the manager who just cut the amount of money royalties that he was supposed to get. And why does Jesus say what he says? It, it, it hasn't ever made sense to me. It makes more now. So let me, if, if there's anybody out there that has the same questions, I'm here to tell you that this morning I may not answer your questions, but I'm gonna try. So when we start trying to figure out the message of the parable, it's important to understand what assumptions that we're making while reading it. Are we assuming that the, the owner, the master, has been above board and honest with all of his dealings? What the story doesn't tell us is that in those times, it was often uh, the common practice for the master or for the, for the owner who would give out parts of his land for the peasants or the workers for like a sharecrop, except that he knew when he made the deal that most of them wouldn't be able to sustain themselves for the cost that he was gonna get in return. They might need a hundred jugs of oil to be able to barter with to live to the next year. And if he took a hundred, that would only leave 80. And he knew that he would be putting them in a bad financial situation. And to do that was another way of hiding an interest charge, which according to the Torah was against the law. So instead of calling it an interest, for, for their work on the land, then they just made the demand for a higher payment in front. So that, that helps a little bit of the story in my mind. 
What we also don't know is if the manager was also charging more than was needed for the people working the land. For example, maybe the master only asked for 50 jugs of oil and the manager saw that the opportunity that he also could get 50 jugs of oil on top of what he was being paid by the master. So if there was dishonesty, we don't know if it was from, from the master or from the manager. We also don't know who told the master that his manager was being dishonest. Was it, was it a valid accusation? We don't know. So our assumption on that takes us in different places also. So now we have a, a story with a lot of deep history that is vague at best. So if, if the manager went out and only took off his portion that he was going to skim, then he was doing the right thing. If the manager went out and cut down the portion that the people needed to pay the owner because that was a more fair and right and just and was taking away the hidden tax according to the Torah, then, then the master would not be able to say that you've done the wrong thing. If, 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 the, if the manager was, was, was conducting business according to the law at the time, then the owner, the master, would have to commend him, at least publicly or openly, and that's what he did. And then Jesus also makes reference to, in, in the parable, as well as the master, saying that he was being shrewd and that it was smart to do so. To equate that to uh, how many times uh, do we hear in, in our own lifetimes where somebody has, uh, they, they've been out making things right, as in they know that their time is coming so they're out making amends, they're apologizing, they're, they're doing all the things that they say they, sh that they know that they should have been doing the whole time. And that's also part of this message, is that they know, or the, mass, the manager knew that his end was nearing. So he was out making amends to the people whom he had wronged. I guess the real trick would be to live our lives in the manner, in a manner that even if we knew when our end days were coming, that we wouldn't need to go out and erase debts or to right wrongs. That if we start doing that now and we make ourselves right with the teachings then when we find ourselves at the end, we wouldn't find it necessary to be shrewd at that point. Let us pray. 
Kind, gracious Heavenly Father, remind us daily what our work is for you. Remind us daily that we are, we are just, we're one of many, and as you taught and as you shown, our job is to love one another at all times. Amen. Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. 
He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. wheat are gathered together into one bread. So let us gather our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of God's good creation. God our Savior, you keep your church in faith and truth. Accompany those preparing for baptism or affirmation of baptism. Enlighten preachers, teachers, seminarians, and all those who share your good news with the world. God of grace. Divine teacher, you instruct your children to be responsible stewards of your creation. Show us how best to care for the earth and its resources and guide those who work to develop the sustainable practices. God of grace. Ruler of the nations, you direct those in authority. Give leaders wisdom and compassion so that all may live in peace. Inspire public servants to follow the example of courageous leaders, especially Dag Hamaskold, and safe guard the dignity of each person. God of grace. Helper of the needy, you lift up those who are oppressed. Breathe justice into economic and social systems that perpetuates poverty and hunger. Sustain food ministries, clothing banks, and emergency shelters, especially the Juno Cold Weather Emergency Shelter and its patrons. God of grace. Sustainer and giving of life, you bless this congregation with abundance. Instruct us in the proper and faithful use of wealth and resources that we share generously. God of grace. Wisdom of ages, guide presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon of Leseth and our, of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and our Savior's Lutheran Church, Nome, God of grace. For what else did the people of God pray? of glory. You gather your saints around your throne. Keep us thankful for the witness of those who have gone before us and bring us with them to the heavenly feast that has no end. God of grace. Gathered together in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, gracious God, we offer these and all our prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gracious God, in your great love, you richly provide for our needs. Make of these gifts a banquet of blessing and make us ready to share with all in need through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now would you join in the mission statement. The, the mission, mission of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran, Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. And please receive the blessing. God, who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace. And may the Holy Spirit and may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love. Amen. Amen.
with Christ beside you. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.